zero. All engines running. Commit. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes along with Doug McCary coming to you live on this Tuesday. What is today, Doug? Is today the 11th? July 11th. Oh, wow. Wow. Nice little breather in the weather today, at least here in Jacksonville. It's under 90. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a little little muggy. Isn't it all those clouds out there? Boy, do Again, I, I don't want to surprise anybody. There might be some rain in the forecast this afternoon. Shocker. Yeah, there's it. a shocker. <clears throat> but, uh, hey, glad you tuned in today. If you want to call us this afternoon, number is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you're new to SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, we are a daily men's broadcast although we are not limited to men men women tune in i f- found out the other day doug when we were on the air that uh a, a good friend of mine whose wife was listening to us uh, out at the beach okay and uh so that's not uncommon but uh i bet half our callers are women that call in they are isn't that right yeah they are except for herman and herman if you're herman listening, oh man you got to call back by today. the way i tell you between the uh the weekend of um of uh doing poppy camp teaching this morning my voice is a little shot man it's just uh i i you know the well don't expect me to cover for you now i I don't know (laughs) i don't know how the weather affects you but the weather affects my my vocal cords Mm -hmm. you know with with all the, the the weather changes we've had i mean like it's hot it's 95 degrees and it's you get cool because of the thunderstorm microburst that goes through and you know we've been uh we have not been those people we don't have ceiling fans in our house can you believe that no ceiling no fans? ceiling fans i took them out a long time ago but during the summer can i ask you why yeah i, I don't know uh, put different lighting in or something but um over the last probably two weeks with the heat that we've had i've had to bring in one of those little fans that you know uh-huh. and it's just blowing right on us but i wake up every morning I'm, i don't know if i'm a mouth breather but i wake up i feel like i've got cotton in my mouth <laughs> i know you so uh, i've been waking up with a very dry mouth too yeah uh, but, but that's just the way it is well you know yesterday brad we talked about oh by the way shout out to the west side bible study guys uh good group there this morning i taught on hebrews 13 yeah we're wrapping that up Yes, and um, it, it was a good group. And in teaching through that, you know, the, the big thing about Hebrews 13 is Hebrews 1 through 12 is kind of the doctrine. It's the theology. Yeah. It's the what we believe. Chapter 13 is what are we doing with it? Exactly. The, the, the responsibility yeah. that comes from the revelation you receive, right? It, it kind of goes in line with what we're doing this week well well actually this book in general. well yeah the book in general in fact i talked about the kingdom of god a lot this morning and as i shared the gospel with those guys and and they all agreed that we have been fed a diet of a diluted gospel in this country and because of that people people disregard the things that are imperatives in scripture you know Chapter 13 of Hebrews has a lot of imperatives in it. That means these are not options or commands from God. And 
one, you know, the first being brotherly love, chapter 13, love your brother. You continue mm-hmm. on in brotherly love. But another one was marriage, loyalty to marriage. Uh, the, the let the marriage bed be undefiled, honor marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, when you are a church that affirms homosexual marriage, you are not honoring marriage the way God designed it. God created marriage. It's not a contract. It's not a man-made contract. It's a God-designed institution of a man and a woman who come together with a with a vow before God to say, we are together, we're going to procreate and have children where we pass the faith on. That was the family unit, the base unit in the culture, right, of the, of the faith community. And so yesterday we talked about Bill de Blasio coming out, him and his wife, after they've been married for, I think, 30 years, and now they're saying they're going to be polyamorous, they're going to have um, you know, date around and, and be able to be free. Nobody's condemning it. Nobody's saying, hey, that's not right. Well, um, you know, Harrison Ford's movies out with uh, Indiana Jones. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw that, this new one. Did you ever watch the original ones? You oh, know? yeah, of course. Well, this <clears throat> new one, the fifth one's out. And uh, a few years ago, Carrie Fisher, who played uh with him in star wars mm-hmm. talked about their affair <clears throat> and her memoirs and that's back in the news with this harrison week. yes okay at the time um she was only 19 he was 33 and married wow and she claimed that the affair was not what caused the divorce with the wife but all this reporting going around on it nobody's saying that it was immoral nobody's saying it was bad Mm. uh you know we talked about this yesterday our view of marriage has been so degraded or degraded i should say degraded not degraded it's been so degraded that we're not honoring it even within the church and and listen this is no condemnation for people that are divorced uh but because people are divorced, one thing, Brad, we talked about this morning is now the church is almost silent on holding up the standard because it we don't want to make people feel bad. Mm. And we can't <clears throat> do that. Yeah, God's word is clear. Listen, divorce is not the unpardonable sin. It's not. You, you can be divorced and still want to honor marriage. Mm. And, and we should be talking about the honor of marriage and, and keeping it honorable. But instead, we're kind of silent on it. Would you agree? Oh, my word. Yeah. When you think about every, just about anything, any other topic you want to talk about, mm-hmm. just, just take, uh, let's just take medicine. Can you imagine <laughs> if we didn't have a standard for medicine? You know, if there wasn't a standard as to what's acceptable. There is a standard? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I know, hard to believe after uh, the last few years, yeah. uh, you know, follow the science, except for when it goes against what you... Boy, you know, what, and Brad, we talked about this a lot and it, on air, and boy, people, you know, you don't hear a lot of the leaders that were 
promoting. In fact, they showed the three presidents, Clinton, um, Bush, and Barack Obama, pushing the science of the vaccines that weren't really a vaccine at all. Mm. I mean, and, you know, the thing is, as we look back on on things we've learned, why are we not willing to stand for truth and say what the truth is? You know, um, when, when you go back to Isaiah 6 and you look at how Isaiah responded, what did he say? He goes, woe is me, I am lost. Yeah. When we blow it we should be willing to say this is wrong but whether it's the women in the church as elders in the southern baptist convention uh, by the way we're going to have phil johnson on thursday oh good uh phil is uh the executive director of grace to you um the teaching ministry of john MacArthur out of california uh phil was our guest last year at our retreat he is going to be talking with us this week about repentance about the whole sbc women elder thing and uh, wokeness and how the the lgbtq affirming uh churches are really you know hurting this whole idea of honoring marriage when you honor homosexuality and marriage you are honoring something that's heresy it's, it's yeah. unbiblical yeah yeah well just it kind of goes with the 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 trajectory that we've been on for a while I, I still remember you and i probably six years ago right here on these uh airways talking about uh the hro here in jacksonville oh you remember that the human remember rights we uh, ordinance uh, where you know we're going to let men go into women's bathrooms and and vice versa and uh you and i talked uh, who did we have on um we had uh, charlene Cothern. charlene Cothern, and we were talking about the where does this end you know what I mean? Uh, if you don't have truth to stand on, then anything goes. Um, and, and it, you know, you see it even today. I don't know if you saw this uh, new Bud Light ads, which you think Bud Light hadn't taken a little hit from what they did with this Dylan Mulvaney, but it says new Bud Light ads furiously mocked by beer drinkers as Dylan Mulvaney controversy continues. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, I mean, it's, it's like, uh, Bud Light has not been really affected by this. Well, they show, show no signs of letting up. Well, and, and by the way, Target n- either. <laughs> well, tar Yeah. I haven't been to Target in a long time. Well, Lori and I, we, we kind of discontinued our Target thing when, when they were doing the women's, uh, or would a, uh, anybody can go into the bathroom yes at target yeah. yes uh yeah well we 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 haven't been there in a while it actually feels pretty good actually uh to to make just say i'm not gonna do it because w- w- a lot of times we as christians we just don't there are other groups that successfully use their pocketbooks to tell people hey we don't like what we're doing but a lot of times mm-hmm. as christians we don't do that and and we think it's almost wrong to do that there's nothing wrong with saying hey we we just want to take a stand on this and say we're not going to do it yeah Uh, and i know i've had some people say well you you can't avoid it well you're right i mean i'm sure there's a lot of companies we do business with uh that you know support abortion and some of these other things but they're not just 
shoving it in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, what Target did is pretty much just grooming. Mm-hmm. There, you know, it's just blatant in your face. And you know, there. By the way, I, I know I've talked about it before. An organization called Second Vote. Second Vote is an excellent organization that, as Christians, I think we ought to uh, uh, seriously consider the ideas that your first vote is in the ballot box. The second vote is with your wallet. Yeah. Where are you going to spend your money? And you can. You, it's like an annual there's like an annual fee you pay but it gives you access to all the companies they've done all the research on where these companies stand yeah so if you need new tires for your car go to their website just pull up tires and it'll give you you know bridgestone firestone pirelli whatever it is and they'll tell you kind of where those companies stand well you know brad i just did a quick search there are 18 uh, LGBTQ affirming churches here in Jacksonville. There's 16 in the Virginia Beach area. There's only two in the Meridian area. But still, that shows you right there. I just gave you almost 30 churches mm. that are out there saying, hey, we don't want God's design for marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, the, the that's a that's not an option. It's no. a command. That's right. right. Hey, glad you tuned in today. Call us at 844-777-SWAT. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. Come join us. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Brunswick at 91.3. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel low, hey folks, welcome to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call 844 777 7928, as Doug and I uh, really dig back into the book we're, we're working through called The Discipleship Gospel. By the way, Doug, I completed it today. And uh, man, I, I don't know how you are about books. I know you and I, <clears throat> we, uh, we read a lot of books. And uh, I want to go back and reread it because I highlighted a lot of stuff in here, and I want to make some notes. And I started to make notes, but I was not consistent to finish making all these notes about it. 
And you were just showing me something on the break. We won't talk about it. But the, the reality is, um, you know, gay marriage, transgender, uh, j- just go down the list of things that as a society uh, we are dealing with. And if we don't have a, a, uh, the truth to stand on, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you're going to just get rolled over in this culture. Yes. Uh, persecution, yes. Um, you, you could be prosecution. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, as we, as the body of believers, begin to stand up for the gospel, we don't we do not hate these people no uh god doesn't hate these people we love these people but if we really love them we got to speak truth to them you know the and and it's just uh it's um i don't know it's just uh i feel like it's social terrorism it's uh they're 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 uh you know what are they going to call what names are they going to call you uh if you stand on truth that there is a difference between women and men um that there is truth and there is error there is sin um you know they just want to do away with that there's no sin do do as you please yeah well you know this whole idea of repentance is an issue that like i told you yesterday i think there's if you ask 10 different people, they'll give you 10 different answers. Um, You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said the gospel is protected by the preaching of repentance, which calls sin, sin, and declares the sinner guilty. And when we think about repentance, often we just think about remorse. Remorse is not repentance. It's a part of it. If it's true repentance, there's going to be a remorse, but it's not just remorse or a sadness over our sin. How many times, Brad, have you seen people, men, get caught in sin and they're upset because and they, they go, yeah, it was awful. I feel terrible. Mm. But <clears throat> one sign that there's not repentance there is when we minimize what we've done yeah what david did when confronted i've sinned against heaven i've sinned against god oh and he falls on his face he's just transparent when you're trying to hide what you've done from other people Mm -hmm. you're you don't want people to know that shows you that you're still more worried about what people think than what god thinks yeah. david never said that woman bathsheba yeah no he did <laughs> uh that man uriah no he he owned it and i think that's the element um that you know we're we're commanded i mean heck old testament second chronicles uh, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and listen, turn from their wicked ways, mm-hmm. then I will hear from heaven. Yeah, and you know, to your point, men that you counsel, uh, maybe they've had an affair. Uh, they don't like the consequences. Well, nobody does. And in fact, a lot of times, wouldn't you say in the guys that you've counseled, the the men are more upset about their consequences than they are about their sin? Well, of course, yeah. 
and that's to your point. There's there's not a brokenness. Uh, I, I believe repentance is yes, it's turning, but it's it's a recognition that y- you're you are a sinful, wretched, depraved person, mm-hmm. um, and that you are falling on the Lord Jesus. And that's the repentance aspect. It's a brokenness. Well, yesterday we talked about Psalm 51 and David. I I tell you, Psalm 51 really is believers. That's one Psalm we ought to memorize or go to, at least go to very regularly Mm. because it is a model repentant prayer. You know, create in me a clean heart, God. Blot out my transgressions. You know, do away mm-hmm. with my wickedness, my desire. Uh, he says, purge me with hyssop. Wash me and make me clean. Um, restore the joy of my salvation. Let my joy not come from this world. Let it come from you. And, you know, that's one of the things even this morning I talked about in Hebrews 13. When it says, you know, don't seek the riches of this world. Be content with what you have. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when when you have your eyes set on Jesus, the things of this world really are, are blurry. What is the hymn? The things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Right. Look, Look full, full in his, his wonderful face. Yeah. Isn't that a great hymn? Such, so good. And yeah, I, I, I think about the where Paul says, uh, uh, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, so often that verse is taken out of context. The reality is uh, your contentment <laughs> is rooted in your satisfaction in God alone. Yes. And yet, you know, and I fully transparent we we struggle with this well we absolutely do but here's the key i need a new set of golf clubs (laughs) well the the thing for you and me and people listening out there is that if and, and he said this in the in this book you know if we operate on the basis of a diluted understanding of repentance then the rest of the kingdom gospel Mm. is almost going to be incomprehensible for us yeah because we we are we don't even start at the right place because we're not truly repentant, and this idea of a uh, a repentance that has no emotion to it, a repent. Listen, you know, I I shared with this uh, I shared this this morning, Brad, um, or I was reading this morning in Jeremiah. And God, you know, Jeremiah called the weeping prophet. God used him to really go after his people because they weren't repentant over Hmm. what they were doing. And listen to what he says. He tells them in Jeremiah 7, if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, if you truly execute justice with one another, if you do not oppress the sojourner, the fatherless or the widow, or shed innocent blood, if you do not go after other gods, then I will let you dwell in this place in the land I gave to your fathers. He's telling them what repentance looks like, right? Mm. Are you? I was just look. What verse was that? I started in verse five. 
Yeah. Okay. Wow. He's telling them, um, he tells Jeremiah to go to them and give them this word. But here's what they he tells them that I find interesting. He says, Behold, you trust in deceptive words to no avail. He says, uh, you stand before me in this house and you say we are delivered only to go on doing all these abominations. Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes? Now, that should make every person listening out there go, wait a minute. Is there another place where that language has been used? What did Jesus say? You have turned my house into a den of robbers. Mm -hmm. And the reason they were, and the reason he says that, is they kept coming to the temple thinking because they professed a love for God, even though they didn't live it out, that they were okay that they were repentant. Oh, we come and we, he says, you just, you trust in your deceptive words. What were the deceptive words? Oh, we love you, God, but there's no change in our life. Yeah. Yeah. We love you. We're really sorry, God, but nothing changes. The, the whole idea of repentance is that you don't want to keep doing the same thing. Yeah. You want your life to change. Now, you and I both know we do not have the power to change our life. Only right. he can do it. Right. But we have to desire it. Yeah. Don't we desire it? Don't you want to change? Do you really want to keep repeating the same sins in your life? Um, he says, um, he goes, verse 12, he tells him, go now to my place that was in Shiloh where I made my name dwell at first. See what I did to, to it because of the evil of the people Israel. And now, because you have done all these things, declares the Lord, when I spoke, you did not listen. And he says, I spoke persistently. He goes, when I called, you didn't answer. Therefore, I will do to the house that is called by my name in which you trust and to the place that I gave you and to your fathers as I did there. Mm. He's telling them, yeah. I keep calling, but you're not listening. And, and what happens is, and then he tells Jeremiah, this is really bizarre. As he says, as for you, don't pray for this people or lift up a cry or prayer for them. Don't intercede with me for I will not hear you. Now that wow. is, that's judgment right there. Mm -hmm. He's saying, Jeremiah. Well, he says there in verse 15, and I will cast you out of my sight as I cast out all your kinsmen, all the offspring of Ephraim. He's telling him not to pray for him. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that, but why is he? Because they're not truly repentant. Yeah. Yeah. They're simply going through an exercise. And that's what people have done here for a long time. And that's why we have churches that are full of people that never tell anybody about Jesus. They don't have a desire to read the Bible. They don't have a desire to even talk to God or depend on him on a daily basis. And, you know, we need to really define this, this, this word repentance because a lot of people are confused about it in our culture. It's a radical word. It's not just an assent to something. Yeah. Uh, like some people say, well, it's just having a change of mind. It's a change of mind that leads to a change of action. Yeah. 
yeah heart heart and mind i mean i think i think uh wow uh, i think i mentioned this yesterday the the verb tense of repentance uh appears a thousand over a thousand times in scripture yeah the the idea of turning back or turning from or repenting acts 319 repent therefore and turn back yeah that your sins may be blotted out mm. it's pretty clear right there just in acts 3 verse 19 that your sins are still upon you yeah. if there hasn't been repentance well and and remember this is an essential element in responding to the gospel jesus says the kingdom is here the first thing he says is repent Nasdaq adding 17 this is srn news back to genesis with dr john morris scientist and creation researcher with the institute for creation research dr morris any new dinosaur extinction theories of course chris there's always a new theory Here's a new one. We all know that methane gas can be deadly at high concentrations. Methane gas is found in gases exuding from deep inside the Earth, and it's proposed that a huge methane belch of gas came up from the Earth's mantle, spread out over the land, and killed off all the dinosaurs. Well, that's convenient. That's the kind of theory you can't prove one way or the other. But here's something else to think about. The dead dinosaurs are all found in water-deposited strata. They're not just laying on the surface of the ground having been poisoned by methane gas. They were buried by water. I think it's the great flood of Noah's day. That flood may have included a lot of methane, but it was primarily a water flood. That's the evidence we have. It all goes back to Genesis. Thank you, Dr. John. This is Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. Heavy traffic on Phillips Highway north and southbound from 210 to Nocatee to Southside Boulevard. It's congested on the 295 West Beltway from the north side on into the south side from Commonwealth and over the Buckman. Cloudy with heavy rain tonight, a low 75. Tomorrow, sunny with showers possible, a high of 92. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call, 844-777-7928 is the number. You can also email us your comments and questions to ask at SWATradio.com. Just to clue you in, try not to call at uh, at uh, 3.58. <laughs> yeah, come on, Herman. Herman, give us a buzz, buddy. We, we, yeah. uh, we didn't really get to complete our conversation yesterday, but it was uh, – you know, you were you and I. So oftentimes, our conversations that go into the breaks are pretty enlightening, yeah, convicting sometimes and challenging because we love each other and we we want to uh, encourage one another to live holy and godly lives. And uh, you know, having just completed the the book of Acts, you know, this whole idea of uh, repentance, uh, which is often mentioned in churches today that it's a that's a works you know and and yet you know acts 238 peter says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ 
For what? For the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You, know, you think about all the things that kind of are are linked together in the idea of repentance. Well, the, there's no Holy Spirit without well, repentance. Well, 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 genuine repentance is a work of the Spirit, exactly, actually, and it it's really God's grace in our life, and you know conversion repentance they're they're linked i mean you can't separate them Mm -hmm. right they're they're there together and yet brad um there's a lot of people that are anti-repentance as part of their gospel presentations they don't uh, they uh, one group says repentance deals with sin um and a lot of preachers of uh non-kingdom gospels such as like the consumer gospel, they don't talk about sin. In fact, one of, according to news organizations, America's favorite pastor, Joel Osteen, says he doesn't like to preach about sin. But that's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how can you preach a gospel without talking to people about sin? Because his audience is man, not God. Yeah, well, and they leave repentance out. But other people argue that the Old Testament Israel was who was supposed to repent, and it doesn't apply to New Testament. And that's you just read an example from mm-hmm. Acts of mm-hmm. where that's not true. But third, there's people who view repentance as an unnecessary burden to people actually stepping over the gospel finish line. They don't want people to be bogged down with having to deal with repentance. They just want them to get in the club. And then fourth, some people understand repentance as a work of the flesh, something we do in our own strength. And we know that that's not true. It's the Holy Spirit's work that actually brings us to repentance mm-hmm. and enables us to say, I don't want to be that way anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. a gift of God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, when we think about it, if a person has faith but they don't repent, can that person truly be a believer? What is their faith in? <laughs> no, that's the whole I point. mean, I think that's one of the things this book details right up front is the first declarative statement is the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. It, it's almost like the king has arrived, <laughs> um, and he's holy. And if you want to come to him— you're going to have to repent. Well, if you because ask, you are unholy. If we ask a, a a thousand people, which comes first, regeneration or repentance? <laughs> what do you think the majority would say in our culture? Oh, I'd say regeneration. Well, I'll, I you think that's what people would say? Well, that's what I say. Well, no, so. but I'm telling you what our culture, I'm asking. Oh, what gotcha, gotcha. Our culture no. would say, well, repentance comes first. But that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. If you're dead in your sins yeah, right. and trespasses, you're, you're going to be, aren't you going to be kind of hesitant to repent? Yeah. If you're dead, yeah. how can you even know to repent if you aren't regenerate? And you go, well, wait a minute. How can you be regenerate without faith? What did Paul say? You, you and I have said this over and over. He said, I was what? I was dead. Yeah. I was dead. You were dead. Paul says, 
You were dead in your trespasses and sins. And he's talking to believers. He's reminding them of what God did in his grace. He insists that if you're a Christian, God made you alive. Mm-hmm. Now, when he resuscitated you, he raised you from the dead. You know, spiritually, you were dead in your state of sin. And Paul's saying, listen, you were unconverted. God has breathed life into you used to be dead, but he breathed life. What can a dead person do, Brad? Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of dead people make themselves come back. And so uh, he's saying that it is this Holy Spirit. Okay, I yeah. think we got a call. Do we have a caller? I think so. All right. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. Glad you called in. What's on your mind? Hey, I wanted to talk to you about the idea of repentance. If you've been part of a church that really doesn't uh, talk a lot about it, you go through a big part of your life where you don't really talk about it, and then you hear about repentance, and, I mean, it hits you. Like, you understand repentance. But through the process of repentance, you still struggle. Um, and again, I'm talking, you know, a long time living a certain way, believing certain things, and thinking that everything's okay, and then finding out that maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to question, like, well, maybe the Spirit isn't in me then. Maybe I'm just doomed. Well, I think that's a great... That, that is, I mean, that's where Paul says, examine yourself to see if you are of the faith. So how would what would be... Doug, I'm curious, from an examination standpoint, what are you looking for when Paul says examine yourself? Yeah, well, you know, Kyle, by the way, this is Doug. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate your willingness to call in. Ask. It's a great question. Um, Kyle, let me ask you, have you been to the doctor in the last five years? Yep. Okay. When, have- you, when you go to the doctor, what do they do? What's the first thing they do when you go in there? Check your blood pressure, check your pulse, make sure you're alive. Yeah. Your vitals. Your vitals, right? <laughs> they check your vital signs. So so here's the thing. True repentance involves a sense of awareness of your own guilt. Like true repentance that comes from the Holy Spirit. One, one of the things is that is this awareness that, man, I'm a sinful person. I was dead. And, and, and God save me. That, that needs to be one thing that you consider. Have you had an awareness of your own sin? Have you had an awareness that you need God's help? Complete depravity. Completely understand that. Okay. All right. So that's one thing. Um, but the other thing is that when you go in, they, they take these vital signs, right? So I tell everybody, do you have a desire to read God's word? Uh, do you have a desire to spend time with God in prayer and dependence on him for your, for your life? Is, is, do you look to him for life? Um, these are spiritual vital signs, okay? Are you led by the Spirit in the day? In other words, when you're reading and spending time with God, do you sense God doing anything in your life, leading you one way through his word as you read his word? Are there promises there that you look at and you go, no, nah, I don't really want to do that, even though I know I need to. You know, those are spiritual vital signs. If those things are not active in your life, at the very best, you're spiritually sick. Worst case, you may not be a true believer. 
you know, my wife has been studying James, and uh, and I was teaching on Hebrews, and in both books, you're dealing with people in the audience that are believers, people that are posers, and people that are trying to figure it out. And the, the messages of those letters are pretty similar in that there's warnings there. Hey, if you love Jesus, th- your life should look like this. Not perfection, right, Brad? Right. But the direction of your life. True repentance means a change of your attitude and action regarding sin. Not just a particular sin, but <coughs> sin in general. You hate uh that sin turns you away from God. You don't like it. And true repentance... How about when you move in and out of that? Well, are you talking about as a pattern of your life that you stay in a pattern of sin? Are you talking about falling like Paul talks about in Romans 7? I blow it. Oh, gosh, I'm doing the things I don't want to do, Lord. But thankfully, I know that your grace is sufficient. Hey, can you hang on through the break, Kyle? Because I want to come back to this. Okay, we're going to go to a break, and we're going to be right back with more of SWAT Radio. Uh, Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. The Jacksonville Beaches listen at 91.7. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him. Hell was my destiny. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. A pretty deep, uh, deep and challenging issue when you start talking about repentance. Kyle, I'm glad you hung on. You're still there, brother? Yes, sir. Um, uh, so, I'm here. Yeah, all right. So, Kyle, you know, one of the the things that I'm hearing is we all we all have struggles, right? We all uh, the whole idea of repentance in First John one nine, John says if we confess and it's an ongoing confession, he's faithful to forgive. But there's this idea of a hatred of sin that we we don't like it, and true repentance will result in a persistent 
turning toward God. In other words, when we blow it, we're not going, you know what, I blew it, but it's okay. We're going, God, I'm so sorry. Help me. I don't want to go down this road. And there is a growing process. Uh, just like with children, when you're teaching children as they're growing up, it takes them a while to figure things out. It doesn't happen overnight. And a lot of us have this illusion that, okay, I've repented. Now I'm, I'm, I've got it all figured out. We don't. We just keep growing. Uh, I still sin. Brad sins. We all sin. But the idea is we don't want to be here. We're, yeah. we're, we're pursuing holy living with God. That's our, our desire. We want to walk with him in obedience. We want what Jeremiah says is the ancient path. Well, I think of Paul, you know, in uh, Romans 7, where he says, you know, I don't understand my own actions. For I, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Yeah. Do we hate sin? Yeah. Do we hate, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't take me very long, Kyle, I don't know about you, <laughs> to get too far into my day before I'm sinning, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think as we turn our eyes uh, to the holiness of God, our sin becomes so apparent and I think that's part of the issue we're dealing with in churches today is we don't want to talk about sin. We don't want to talk about the holiness of God because apart from the holiness of God, we, you wouldn't think you're that bad. You know, most people say, hey, you well, know. You literally, get, you, you literally get guys saying, hey, you're being hard on yourself. Don't uh, be so hard on yourself. Kyle, I hear that all the time. In fact, Doug, I'm curious if you, you've you've heard that probably before. Yeah. Um, and, and I wonder... The older we get and the more we learn and know about who God is, really, the more sinful I really am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Does that, does that, like I said, if, you go, if, you go, if you go a long period of time in your life where you have this pattern, all I'm saying is, man, breaking that pattern, you find yourself going back into it. And you don't even, and sometimes it's almost like you don't even realize it. And time's gone by like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, you're aware of it, but it just seems like, but like you said, that hatred is there and that remorse and that just, it's there. Yeah, it's, here's the thing, Kyle. What I see a lot of times is guys who say, I can do this. I can beat this sin. I can mm-hmm. get through it. And they're sad when they, 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 they mess up, they come back, and there's a remorse there, but they really, they're not really repentant. They don't want to let go of it. The repentant heart says, I don't want to do this. I hate this. Lord, help me. And there, there is a, a, you know, a, a spirit-led striving that takes place. It's, it's the spirit working in you, working out this sinful body that we have that sometimes has developed bad habits and, 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 and desires. But the whole idea of repentance itself is just there's this aspect of I don't want to be what I was. Mm-hmm. I want God to change me. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, hell's a reality. There's, You know what I mean? Hell is a reality. And if anybody is fooled into thinking that it's not, it absolutely is. So... You literally have a choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was. He was, I was father. 
for the house. Yeah, I was just looking at Galatians 5.17. Kyle, you're probably familiar with it. It says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So praise God. I mean, when, when, when Jesus said, hey, stay tuned, I'm, something's going to happen, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit, Boy, that is a gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit allows us to be convicted over sin because our flesh and the Spirit are in opposition. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean we don't go a day or two or get in in habits and ruts in our life where, uh, you know, they become very normal to our life. But, yes, I I think where where Jesus said, Matthew, I think it's 3.8, he said... uh, bear fruit bear fruit in keeping with repentance if we're going to bear fruit in our life repentance is going to be connected to repentance that. is going to be hey um i i want to i want to give you a quote from uh, charles spurgeon real quick um spurgeon said true repentance is a turning of the heart as well as the life it's the giving up of the whole soul to god to be his forever and ever renouncing the sin of the heart as well as the crimes of life that's a quote from spurgeon and and that really describes what should take place when the holy spirit opens your eyes and gives you the new life you you then follow through and say okay i don't want this old life anymore i want the new life of following him and it it is it is not simply, I believe that Jesus died on the cross and I'm sorry for my sin. You know, there was another guy, uh, what was his name, uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Goodwin. He said, where mourning for offending God is lacking, there's no sign of any goodwill yet wrought in the heart from God or toward God. Yeah, it's good. I mean, like, it's, so if there's no mourning there... And I don't know if you heard what Brad and I were talking about from Jeremiah. The people in the Israel, they were going to the temple. They were saying all the words, but they weren't listening to what God said. And so if, if Kyle, you have a pattern of years of, you know what? I go to church, but I do the same thing over and over, and there's no growth. You look back, there's been no growth then maybe I would wonder if there's been true repentance in your life. Yeah. That yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Does that help at all? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for listening to SWAT Radio. I, I'll tell you what, uh, Kyle, do me a favor. Uh, I'm going to let Jeremy go off and get your name and address, if you are okay with it. And I'm going to send you a book that we're going over called The Kingdom Gospel. Okay? Yeah, it's a good book. All right. So, so yeah. Thanks, Kyle. But Brad, this, this is what's going on. Yeah. People, you know, he made a statement at the very beginning that he didn't hear a lot about repentance and that's an epidemic in our country. Uh, We, you know, a gospel without repentance is not consistent with Jesus gospel. Right. right. I mean, it's just, it, it isn't. (laughs) <laughs> you, I, I want to get that Spurgeon quote, but I had, I had a Spurgeon quote here, similar. So he, Spurgeon said this, if the man does not live differently, 
from what he did before. His repentance needs to be repented of. And his conversion, listen to this, his conversion is a fiction. Hmm. It's a fiction. Yeah. And uh, again, the, you know, we're not talking about perfection. Am I a different man today than I was a year ago? Mm. Uh, am I convicted over sin? Mm. Uh, do I hate the things I do, as Paul says? Uh, you know, the Spirit is in us. We're going to hate those things. Do, do you remember the story Jesus told in Matthew 21 of the two, the two guys, the two sons? One said, mm. hey, I don't want to do it, but he did it. One said, I'll do it and didn't. The whole idea of repentance is you, you're not doing the right thing, and then you do it. Yeah, That comes out of the heart from God that moves you to do that. And, you know, Lori has been doing this study on the Beatitudes, and we've been talking about it. And that, that blessedness that comes from doing the right thing— mm. We can't even take credit for it's the work of god in our lives and that's what it means when it says blessed yeah. Yeah. i mean blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked see we've always thought it to mean that man is blessed because he doesn't walk no the man doesn't walk because he's blessed mm. think about that for a yeah. second let yeah. that sink in mm. that the whole idea of God blessing us, we've had this mentality, well, if I do this, then he does this. That makes God obligated. Mm. No, God blesses Brad and Doug by giving us an obedient heart, a repentant heart, yeah. and we should be grateful. And you go, well, well, wait a minute. We're not robots. No, we're not. We have a role to play and we have responsibilities but we can't claim credit oh i decided to do this no it was his grace and his grace that's alone right. that's right i uh <clears throat> got carried away with my uh <laughs> galatians uh text but i was thinking romans seven eighteen. we were in romans 7 a minute ago uh where paul says you know i don't understand what i do if what i want to do i do not do but what i hate i do and then in verse 18, he says, I know nothing good lives in me. Mm-hmm. That is in my flesh where I, ha- I have the desire to do what is good, but I, I cannot carry it out. In other words, you're f- in your flesh. You're, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know we're called to yield to the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. When I go get on the freeway here in a little bit to go home, uh, when I enter that ramp onto I-95, there's a yield sign. And if I ignore that yield sign, there's a good possibility I'm going to get mowed over. Um, And the yield idea is that I'm recognizing uh, that God has the right of way here. I don't. And if he has the right of way, I want to yield to that. Yeah. Well, and, and, but even that yielding, Brad, listen, go back to Ephesians 2, verse 4. Well, let's go back to verse 3 that, that we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body, the mind. We were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Verse 4, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love of which he loved us, even when we were dead 
in our trespasses made us alive together in Christ. It is him, him alone. Mm -hmm. And we are not saying it's a work. This is something God does, and we should be grateful and thankful for his grace. And so please hear us saying that it is not a result of works that any man would boast. Amen. Amen. We can rest in that. Glad you tuned in today. That's the wrap. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Dig a little bit deeper into this text of repentance. Yeah. Glad you're with us. Yeah. Thanks for calling, too, Kyle. Y'all have a great day.